everybody, and welcome to the Game Bite Show podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Lawman Lamont, standing in for the Grand Jolly, joined by the one co-host that you and I both need tonight. Not the one we deserve, but the one we need. Dale Jones. Dale Cat Elder Jones. How you doing there, Dale? Oh, good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah? You're a G-C-H tonight? I'm G-G. Doing good. You know, this is a VG intro, I think, so far. I think we're uh, we're doing all right. Uh, Dale and I were just reviewing GD, the... VG intro. That's right. <laughs> we're just reviewing the uh, standards for Wikipedia's good article, uh, or, or GA, as you... As you I, although find. I do have to say that icon they chose, VB. Yeah, it's, you know... A, it's a VBI. It's VBI. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to consult my uh, my documentation here to figure out what we're talking about anymore. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been talking about the good things and the bad things uh, out on the internet tonight, and uh, we decided that we would distill all of that goodness into a VG VGD. Uh, VGPC. <laughs> yeah, uh, why? Uh, I mean... Very good video game podcast. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, oh, my head hurts now. Folks, welcome to the Game Bite Show, and of course, uh, as we have somewhat alluded to alphabetically, uh, this is the midweek show. We're going to talk to you about the VGs that we've been P, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make Dale spit his tea out through his nose or whatever. Um, anyway, it's time to talk about some, some video games, and uh, I am like completely upside down at this point, so I'm going to ask Dale to talk about what he's been playing, because I do know that it is a VGG. It is a VGPCG. Oh, wow. A PCSRPGG. PC, PC game. PC game. Um, you know, I, I just mentioned that real quick because apparently it doesn't seem like it's come to consoles yet. Um, and I was trying to get the... I, I was looking through the menus and it's bad, I don't recall now, uh, but I, I don't think it had controller support uh, because when I play... So this is... XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, XCCS. That's right. I have been known to play a lot of XCOM and XCOM 2 on the PC. Those are those are both very fine games. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I was really excited to see this one announced and, and come out. And, and if I'm honest, this is probably the first new release of 2020 that I've been excited about and actually played. Yeah, excited uh, about for like a week since they announced it. So a game of the year uh, <laughs> right here. Wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I do like to play on the XCOM on my PC and I like to play it with a controller. Um, cause I find, I think it was, seems like it was designed with controller in mind. And I, I'm pretty sure that's been stated. Somewhere Dude, I'm going to tell you, even I don't do that. Like if do I'm on not? a PC, no, not for XCOM. It's play like, XCOM you know, with the mouse? it's like Q and E to tilt the thing around and, yeah. you know, yeah. I, mean, you know I, mean, I mean, I've done it both ways, but I do prefer the, the controller. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's really an option for Chimera Squad. And if I recall correctly, XCOM 2, when it released, it was PC only as well and also didn't have controller support until later when they put out ports to the console for it. And then they that's patched it into the PC version as well. Does it use the same control rubric? As the first XCOM enemy unknown? Yeah, or, I mean, or as the it... console? Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it, it in fact, I mean, I, I play using a 360 pad on my PC, and it, uh, huh. it has all the you know button icons and everything that you would expect, and it's really well done. It, it's a, it's a very good control scheme. In fact, I think it's better in a couple of respects than mouse and keyboard because, you know how sometimes on an XCOM map you'll get like um, a multi-level structure, and you're oh, trying yeah. to, you can either go under, you can go on the first floor, or the second floor, sometimes even the third floor. Uh-huh. And it just kind of gets a little bit wonky trying to select which level you're on if you're doing mouse and keyboard. But on controller, you, uh, 
It's just a very quick up and down on the D-pad to select between the different levels. I do remember that. Don't you roll the mouse wheel, though, to... Uh... I f- think you might... That might be... Or does that zoom in and out? I... Uh, not certain. IDK. Um, yeah. I, I think you might be right. I think it, maybe it's the mouse wheel. But it's just... A, that's like one hair less intuitive you know yeah well, anyway. that's all right i mean i just find that a fascinating detail about you like i had no idea well it's that and it's like open world games where you're constantly running in a direction you know who wants to hold down w for a million years, oh right? yeah no doubt i mean there is yeah. one thing that uh, pc game designers need to figure out and that is the auto run key oh, yeah. I'm, I'm... mmo games do it so i don't know yeah, why I... single player ones can't but i don't know there you have it but anyway back to to chimera squad here um I guess the first thing to know about this is that it's not XCOM 3 uh, because it's not that scale of a game. I would call it more like a like an XCOM Gaiden, like, like you know, the side story, sort of like the side entry thing. But at the huh. same time, it is much more um, uh, of, a, of a big boy game than like a... It's not a mobile port, you know? It's right. not like a... Uh, even though it is priced very nicely, like it, I, its standard price is 20 bucks, it's... 10 right now for like the first week or two of release hmm. um even though so even though it's priced really nicely it is more of a fully fledged game than not um, that's interesting so, so more than a content pack maybe less oh yeah. than the sequel it's yeah it's definitely more um there's more here that is original than you would expect if if they came out and said, oh, it's an XCOM 2 expand alone, you would think it'd be a lot more like XCOM 2. It's not. It's a mm. lot more um, original content with original ideas and things. So uh, I think they've pulled it off really well. It's it's um, You're getting more than you bargained for, kind of, or more than you, you thought you might, which is always a good feeling, right? Yeah, right. Um, so what it is, it's like uh, it takes off as a... a like five years later from the end of XCOM 2, in which, if you recall, XCOM 2 was like as though you had lost the first game, and so like the the aliens invaded, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in this one, they're assuming that you won XCOM 2, and now five years on in the future, uh, the humans and the aliens are like living together in the city. Um, it, it's kind of like a Half Life thing where it's like you're in like City 31 instead of City 17, and the but it, but it's not an occupation. The aliens aren't like you know subjecting you to their rule. It's like you know, you've you've fought off them and the and the advent organization in the second game, and now mm. you're like living peaceably in, and you have your society. But but still, as you would expect, there are like political divisions, and so right. in this game, your enemy is basically those various factions who are for whatever reason out to cause trouble you know it could right, be like right like human purists or like uh restless alien separatists or right like organized crime syndicate sort of thing factions were in the second game too right they did have some factions those are much more uh those were much more of like um broader remit sort of things because because the idea with with chimera squad is that you're like at the city level instead of the world level you are literally just like the XCOM attache branch for City 31. Of that burg. You're kind of like, almost like a SWAT team for for that that city. And so like, it's divided up into, I think it's nine districts. Uh, so instead of like nations on the globe map, you know, you have your districts of the city. But otherwise, the strategic layer plays out kind of like you'd expect with a few, a few kind of interesting di- uh, differences. 
Um, it is scaled down somewhat, uh, just like the, the tactical battles are in this game. Um, but what it does is it, it's really good about giving you a choice between like three, maybe four things. Uh, a lot of times it's two or three things. And you have to choose one. And the other options are going to disappear because the, the way that the game timer works is like you do one thing a day and then it rolls over to the next day. So your one thing might be like a tactical battle that you go fight or it might be a um, what's basically just kind of like what they call them situations where it's just like you send your guys out. But it's not even, it's not even like a cutscene. It's just like a situation gets resolved and you're you moved on to the next day. So rather than like click scan at the command center of your ship or whatever right. and like have the the map turn you know and nothing really happens uh-huh. there's like it's it's more discrete discrete units. time units yeah exactly and then there's and there's always something happening you don't really ever advance time for no reason right right um so you're always either going on a mission resolving a situation or um i think that's basically it um but yeah, so the other thing is that in this game, you now have, um, rather than just a bunch of nameless recruits, you have a set, your, your recruits are drawn from like a set pre-populated list, I guess. And so so everybody is um, is what they are. So like their race is set. So they'll either be a human or an alien of, of some type or maybe even a hybrid, uh, like one of your guys is. And their Whoa. class is also set. So like I have this guy called Axiom. So they all use, you know, their their like squat handles or whatever. So Axiom is is actually a muton. He's a member of the muton alien race. And he is his class is um I think they call him Berserker. Uh, anyway, he's like melee oriented, so he, he can like run over to the enemies and like smack them, you know, with a with a fist, and um, ruin their day that way. Uh, and then I've got, um, did you, so did you play much XCOM two? You know the snake people. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what they're called though. These uh, they're called the, the basic ones are just called vipers, and then they they have like another name for the leveled up ones, I think. But huh. uh, so I have a viper on my team, uh, and her handle is Torque. And she has that Viper ability to, like, stick the tongue out, like, way across the map and grab a guy and pull him back to you. And then you can wrap him up and do melee damage over time, which is super cool. And then I have a Sectoid on my team, so you can do the mind control against the enemy, which Uh is just, like, just talk about, you know, flipping the script on a a conflict, right? Bad situation. Because when it's, like, four on four, or maybe it's, like, you have four and they have six... And you can f- take one of theirs and flip them over to your side for a turn or two. It's like, that's a real power evener. So so it sounds a little more like bespoke characters with yes. their specific powers yes. and limited um, world, that sort of thing. It almost yes. sounds like it has the potential to be more of like a puzzly kind of thing. Where it's Yes, like... it is. And and let me get to, to why that is. It's because the, the combat areas the combat arenas are much much more scaled down so typically in an XCOM game you go in and it's a it's a fairly decently sized area in which the battle takes place in and so you're moving kind of like you're moving so much that it advances the screen over a few times you know what I mean uh, and so you're like uncovering new groups of enemies and they pop out and then you hmm. you know they run away or they come nearer to you and take up take cover positions or whatever well in XCOM chimera squad they've introduced this whole new thing um called the breaching phase so all of your 
conflicts are basically taking place in um, like large single rooms. And so you're breaching the room as a team, like a tactical squad would, right? Right. And so you're posting up at the beginning of the, the encounter. Oh, here's the other thing. Instead of it being one long battle, your quote-unquote battle will be two to maybe four encounters, which are strung together. Huh. So you'll so you go encounter by encounter, and each encounter is one room that you breach into. And so there might be like one to four or five points of um, ingress into a room. Uh-huh. So you could you could just slam through the front doors, or you could like hop through windows, or you could place a charge on a wall to blow the wall and go in that way. Or there might be like a vent that a guy can crawl through. And so you split your squad up among these different ways of entry. And by the way, you, the use or the accessibility of these ways of entry is one of the things that your characters develop. So if you give them a, uh, I think it's called tactical weave armor type, then they can silently crawl, crawl through the vents, right? Or if you buy the, you know, like key card upgrade, they can do, they can use one type of door. Or if you right. have the wall charge, you can use the, you know, you do, et cetera, et cetera. The wall, yeah. And then the, another interesting thing that they do is during the breaching phase, when you're choosing how to access the room, you're given uh, each each of these options has a, a either either like a pro or a con, or maybe a pro and a con. And so it'll say like, the last member of the squad through this breaching point will be rooted for a turn and they can't move. Or it'll say, everyone who goes through this breaching point will have you know plus ten percent added to their um, accuracy for the first round of combat. Some stuff like that. And then so when you've arranged all your guys and you hit breach, then you get the little, you know, two or three second cinematic where they're like jumping through the windows and stuff. Right. And then, and then it goes into like the breach attack sequence. So you, it goes one by one of all your guys and, and then they look, you can like aim around at all the like very surprised aliens, you know, and you can like pick which ones you want to headshot. And, you know, you get your typical XCOM, like this guy's kind of behind cover. So he's only 63% to hit. But then this one over here is totally surprised and not in the, in the open. So that's a hundred percent to hit. Um, and then oh, so you'll you miss that like, guy for sure. It's like, it's very like rainbow six, like boom, 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 tactical down, t- tango down, you know? Right. <laughs> and then, uh, except it's like, you know, big mud men and like, uh, other vipers and sectoids and stuff. Um, uh, huh. and some humans too. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. And so then after, after the breach phase, um, whoever's left standing on the other team, they take up positions behind um, cover and your guys do too. They after they've fired, they run to the nearest cover and then you play just like a smaller scale XCOM battle for a few turns until you you win eventually when you eliminate the remaining like four guys or whatever and then you proceed to the next encounter. So like from that room, there'll be like a set of double doors into the next room and you you do the same thing again. You you breach that one, go through the all the phases and stuff. And so so far, most of the um, the battle tactical battles that you go through are like i said they're like two or three encounters long and usually it'll be like um on one of the encounters there's like a a, a lock box that you have to get to within like three turns and get the get the data and then then you gotta like evac out right like while mm. the reinforcements are coming so that's the other thing that's different is that whereas with a normal XCOM game and you're like running around and encountering new groups of enemies because it's a smaller scale and most of the arenas are like one or two screens size basically to in order to have more guys come in they have to have these rounds of reinforcements and so 
at the end of a battle round, like more enemies might show up. You know, that's a thing that can happen. Um, and this gets me to another big difference with this XCOM is that the other more recent games, it's like you move all the guys in your team and then the, all the aliens move. And right. then you move all the guys on your team and, and so on and so forth. And what you can do is like you can your guys all get two actions Well, you can move a guy up and then shoot, or you can move that guy up and then move another guy up and then go back to the first guy and shoot. Right. That's how right. XCOM normally works. Right. Well, in Chimera squad, they instead give you the like, so, you know, the final fantasy 10, like turn order, the like interleaved turn order with like, yeah, yeah. Or like your um, guys. Battletech does this where you have an initiative system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, so your character's turns and the enemy's turns will all be sort of interleaved into an initiative order. Right. And so is, is it just means, a straight up them, us, them, us, or does it, no, is no, there actually, I think there is, I don't, I don't know if it's surfaced, but I believe there's an initiative score given to every character, and it's played out according to that, right? Mm. Uh, so, like, if you have a really quick character, they might act twice for every slow right. character's one, you know, something like that. Right. Um, that's a good question. I should actually look and try to pay attention to that. And then there's a little bit of chicanery that you can do where, um, like, once a battle, any of your guys can team up with another one of your guys. And what that'll do is... Um, make the other person the next guy to act, right? So if you're looking at the time thing with your current guy going, well, after this guy, there's like three enemy actions in a row and they could really mess me up. If you do the team up, you can, and you only get that once per battle, like I said, you can choose another guy to be after him so that you can do a little bit more damage to them before their three guys go, right? Huh. Is that um, proximity-based, or it's just you decide? No, it's... I, I don't think it's proximity-based at all. I think it'd work across the, the room from the other guy. But, um, all right. So, one thing that that actually does, though, is it takes away your ability to, like, have one guy set up another guy's shot, to some extent. Because huh. in XCOM, regular XCOM... Say you've got a, a long shot sniper guy, you can have them in cover and then you can have one of your other guys kind of like range out to discover the next set of enemies. And then you go back to your sniper and have them take the shot, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can't do that in Chimera Squad because you have to settle all of your current character's actions before anybody else can move on. And, and then his turn's done, yeah. Yeah, um, so it, it switches up the game a little bit, but in some really interesting and really fun ways, I think. So uh, huh. also the some some other minor differences, like the art style is a little bit different. Uh, in game, things mostly look the same, but like in the strategic layer, um, instead of your kind of um, 3D model characters, you have a lot of the like JRPG style um, cutouts. Paper doll sort of thing. Yeah, the paper doll cutout over the text box sort of thing. Uh, and then there's a, a few kind of like hand animated cutscenes and stuff that's in there too. Huh. Um, so it's got a slightly different look and feel and a slightly different tone because all of your characters are, um, they have personality because they're, they're established characters, right? right. So they, they have voice acting and they have lines that they say and they have personalities and they're, you know, they're kind of variously a little bit like jocular or like a little bit more serious or, you know, you know, you know how it is. Which right? one's the sassy one? I bet it's the sectoid, isn't it? Uh, definitely the Viper is is the sassy one. The uh, Torque. Yeah, she's right. she's definitely sassy. There's also kind of like, there's like the spunky uh, mechanic girl. Um, right. Uh, there's the like more no-nonsense veteran sergeant 
gown. Right, uh, right. There's, there's the Sundare one. I'm sure there's uh Yeah, oh there. yeah, totally. There's like all your favorite archetypes. Pushes glasses up the here. nose and the, like the glasses gleam. I actually really like um, the dude I, I cited earlier, Axion, the uh, the Muton. He, his voice actor sounds so much like, um, God, who is it? I, I somebody from like I don't know Game of Thrones or, or some somebody. I, he just he sounds so much like some character that I can't think of right Stannis now. Stannis Baratheon. I I don't think so, but it's definitely somebody. Um, but yeah, I, I I like the characters. They're cool and. I know a lot of people like the thing in XCOM where it's like you rename all your characters to your friends' names or whatever. And you right. Can, like, in XCOM 2, there's a lot of like faction, fashion accessories and stuff that you can do. And a lot of people get really into that. I never have really done that at all. So I don't really miss that being a thing that was kind of shunted aside for this entry. Uh, yeah. Some people might. Um, but otherwise, I, I think this is very cool. So... You might like, uh, I mean, if, if you like the kind of bespoke characters and, and some story and voice acting, did you, do you remember why I talked about Mutant Year Zero? You might, uh, oh yeah, that's like the, that one. With I'm the duck a... and the pig. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Duck and duck and pig game. Actually, Gears Tactics has like also just come out and I really want to try that too. Cause that, that also sounds pretty, kind of has the same sort of pretty thing. cool. So why do you think they announced and released this within the span of like a week? That's a really good question. I, I do think it is. It's somewhat of a lesser stature than, like I said, X. It's not XCOM three, but it's also not like you know a piece of crap, you know, cash right. in thing. So it's, it's it is kind of curious. I wonder if it has anything to do with the the lockdown, right? Like maybe they actually did have a few months um, PR cycle scheduled, and then they decided, you know what, people are home right now. Let's just release it. It's ready. And uh, let's get it out there. They're bored and don't not spending their money on gas, so yeah, I I really don't know because it the price seems right too. Yeah, and it definitely doesn't look like a rush job or anything. I it, the polish is seems to be pretty much there. It, mm. it definitely looks like they had a certain budget scoped, but it doesn't look like it fell short or ran long or anything like that. It just seems like appropriately executed for its scale. Um, Interesting. So I, I really like it. I would give a hearty thumbs up to get it. Get it before the price increase. You think XCOM's Chimera Squad? Yeah, right now it's only ten bucks. I don't know how much longer that's going to last, but even at twenty, I think it's a really good deal. So, huh? How about that? Well, fifty percent off, I guess. So at least consider yeah. that. All right. Well, uh, the game that I've been playing is uh, a little bit strategic in that way. It's grid based, sort of, and uh, all of the characters are filled with. Uh, personality i guess uh this game is actually older than i thought it was uh have you been playing... talked about this on the podcast before i thought you had never no i never have um two point hospital is what i've been playing this week and uh it was i believe it was in i, I think i told you about my my huge uh pogrom of all of my humble bundle stuff i just like redeemed all of it uh and uh, two point hospital was in there and i was like oh that that's kind of cool you know there's there's some old theme hospital uh itches that kind of need to be scratched and uh, so I tried this out and uh, really pretty pretty pleasantly uh, surprised by it. It, uh, I mean, I, I sort of expected um, to, to start it and kind of be like, yeah, I'm not really in the mood to administrate a hospital or anything like that. But uh, Two Point Hospital is made by a pretty new studio that's made up of some old industry veterans called Two Point Studio, I guess. And um, this game is very British, and I have a history <laughs> of really enjoying British games. You know, there's just something about the... I do, too. There's, there's it, just something about it. 
they're, they're cheeky in sort of that British way. Indeed. And and Two Point Hospital does that. In fact, the the character when you start the game, it, it almost looks like sort of one of those uh, Wallace and Gromity, you know, Timmy Timmy oh, yeah. the Sheep. Timmy time. Yeah, exactly. It's Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and the the actual dialogue and the character names and kind of the scenarios are all very like. I don't know, um, like Terry Gilliam, like, you know, Monty Python, kind of weird, sort hmm. of, it, it almost evokes kind of a, almost one of those, like, uh, semi-gonzo sitcom kinds of things from, from like, the British 19th, m- middle 20th century, you know, 1950s right. or 60s or whatever. Like, uh, Are You Being Served? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> or, or like Faulty Towers or something like that, where it's just kind yeah. of absurd, but sort of grounded a little bit. Um, and, and the mechanical premise of Two Point Hospital is fairly straightforward. They basically give you a big empty space of various shapes, and you need to fill it with different specialty rooms for different kinds of medical practice. So you can start out with kind of your basic general practitioner, and it requires a, you know, three by three space, and you need to have certain equipment in there, and you have to fill it with a doctor. Uh, you need a reception area. There needs to be an assistant there. You're going to need a, a general diagnosis area, which is for a nurse, uh, and, and then there from there it kind of expands out. So you have these three or four different kinds of um, units. Sorry, do you, do you not get any like weird sort of like feelings about like playing a hospital thing with all the like weird medical concerns in the news? Well, and all well that? so here's the thing. So it's very, very like winky about all of it, right? So the kinds right. of the kinds of things that you are doing, they're all fake uh, fake diseases. So it's like rock bottom or uh, <laughs> lightheadedness where they get like a light bulb head. So, yeah. um, so, so it is very, I mean, it's just like fake diseases like coronavirus or like, you know. <laughs> um, no, no, actually, I don't know. And that might have even been. <laughs> I love when I can crack tail of that. Like, I feel like I've done a good job. But, uh, but yeah, no, not really. I mean, you know, there's there's death and stuff like that, but I mean that's. <laughs> See, he just took a drink right there too. He's, he's not gonna be able to hold it down. Oh, it's just great just for me. death. <laughs> yeah, just death. <laughs> there's death and stuff. Uh, no, but, the, but 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 actually, you don't know exactly what you're gonna be dealing with with your ill population until they start coming in, and you know it'll be apparent to you. And this again isn't is one of those winky things. Like someone's gonna come in and they've got a light bulb for their head clearly, or there's like a pandemic where you know that people have pans over their heads and stuff nice. like that. And you can clearly come in and see, but of course they have to go through like the diagnosis, and they've got to right. get an appointment with a GP, and they've got to, you know, all, all of those things. Um, and, and then you have a percentage chance based on the skill of your characters to actually cure that person. So all of the uh, staff that you hire, they all have stats associated with them. Uh, they have different levels, so they've got um, like up to five skill slots. And they start out, depending on when you go to hire them, you can hire someone who is less expensive but has fewer developed skills, or you can hire someone who's more expensive but already comes with a preloaded set of stuff that they're good at. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can include things like diagnosis, it includes things like stamina, uh, it can include, you know, just a a specialty, um, you know, psychology. Uh, so there's a psychiatrist cubicle that you can get, a, a room that you can kind of put people in. And there's there's different kinds of um, illnesses as well. Some of them, just you, you just take them straight to the pharmacist and give them a drug for it. Uh, or, um, you know, there's, it may be that the GP has to send them for a psych eval, so you have to have another doctor. Is it, is it a GA? Is it a GP? A uh, it is a, a VG GP uh, who has the skill for Q&A. 
Um, yeah, and, and, and so depending on what happens when they come in, and this is all determined either by the scenario that you're playing, you're going to be dealing with a, a particular number of diseases, or you could play in sandbox mode and it's just kind of whatever, and you've got to be prepared to, um, you know, handle different different kinds of scenarios. Mm. Um, and uh, the game is very fluid. It, it allows you to do a lot of things, like, for example, whenever you put down a room, it gives you the main equipment that you can put in there, and it also will sort of show you, well, here's the other stuff that goes in there. Once you've got a room, you can then stamp that room. You can actually click on it and copy it and paste it anywhere else you want, provided that you've got room. And of course, all of this is done in an isometric mode, and so part of it is space management, so you kind of mm -hmm. find, like, what's the smallest possible room I can get away with? Yeah, can you expand the hospital out, like indefinitely or, or what? Uh, well, eventually you can. So it's a little bit like The Sims, kind of, where in The Sims there are different plots of land in the neighborhood or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing is true here. So in a given scenario, you might have the main building that you start out with for free, but if you find yourself running out of space or, gosh, that, you know, that uh, injection lab to, to cure someone's, uh, you know, flappy lips or whatever, it's just, it's, it takes one more row than I've got available. Hmm. You can expand out to the next building and then just kind of start building there. Um, but then, you know, any amenities that were in that first building, such as restrooms, you have to build restrooms. Um, in some scenarios, heat is a problem, like you've got to place down radiators for, for some reason. And actually the game does at some, some points kind of feel like, really, I've got to deal with heat now. Like I've just got to, I've just got to yeah. put this other thing down that's going to cause, you know, heat or, or beauty. You know, sometimes you can have little mini missions during a scenario. So what's the end game? Well, the, uh, each scenario, uh, has preset up to three stars so um when you start a particular scenario it might say all right your scenario is to um cure 15 patients and then when you do that it will say oh hooray you're a one-star hospital do you want to continue on and if you say yes continue uh, you can then be given another set of things like, oh, train. There, there's a whole uh, training element to it also where if, if you have staff that don't have, for example, um, uh, you know, I, I mentioned psychiatry a little bit earlier, but also there's, um, you know, if you have patients who die on you, there's a chance that they will become a ghost, which frightens all of the other patients and staff. So some of the janitor staff that you get have the ability to use like a dust buster and suck up ghosts. Um, so if you find that, uh oh, none of my guys have this ghost catching ability, well, you can build a training room and take some of your staff offline for a little while as they go and receive training to do you know, kind of whatever, uh, whatever it is that you want to teach them. So in that way, and actually that's the scenario that I played most recently was it's like, okay, you're a, a university hospital. You can only hire level zero people and they come with nothing. And so anybody who gets a skill, you need to train them uh, from nothing. And you can hire like an outside trainer who costs a bunch of money and that will sort of um, inject this particular skill. But then after that, you can then use that person as a trainer to train the other the other staff and, and so on. Um, and, and, you know, it's a fairly thorough little simulation. I mean, it, it, it works like SimCity or, or any of those things where it's essentially just trying to manage the placement of, you know, from your GP to any other endpoint there, just kind of try and put it in the proximity, uh, make sure that it's staffed. You also have break rooms. You need to make sure that your staff don't um, erode their happiness or their stamina meters too much. So you need to make sure that they're okay as well. Uh, so essentially, you're just balancing a number of interlocking systems essentially and it's all done in just this very like cute humorous little way i mean one of my favorite things is that i, I mentioned kind of that 1950s 1960s there's this sort of pa you know this general address uh that, that kind of happens periodically like you'd hear in a hospital mm -hmm. and it's all kinds of stuff like um 
Uh, I'm trying to remember how it goes. Patients are advised to be adorable sick and not disgusting sick. That is all. <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. Or um, uh, paging the doctor, you've won. You can come out now, please. Or whatever. So it's like, what, he's playing hide and seek somewhere? Or, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's almost got like this mash, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't even know what. And it's, it's just really, uh, really pleasant and, and fun to, you know, kind of environmentally all of that stuff is just going on. And they will also bark over the PA different things that will help you to kind of realize like, oh, uh, you know, like a janitor called to clean up the dead body in the hallway or something like that. And you'll realize right. like, oh, shoot, you know. Um, and then uh, on top of that is the musical score for Two Point Hospital, which is a little difficult to, to describe and to nail down, but it has... Um, almost sort of a jukeboxy variety to it. Uh, you might have sort of plucky little guitars or, uh, you know, maybe a, um, I don't know, an accordion or whatever. And it sounds kind of like that 1950s, 1960s, even like in America, sort of like uh, bop or or sort of doo-wop sometimes, or sometimes like the occasional light guitar, electric guitar, something like that. And it's uh, really, really pleasant to listen to. It doesn't really have a thematic tie-in together other than it just somehow works overall for the game. It's like they, whoever was the sound designer for Two Point Hospital just said, okay, I just want something that's vaguely pleasant, kind of innocuous, fun to listen to, keeps your ears interested, and and, and it works, and, and it really does. Um, as far as the, like, the fun factor of it, I find that I kind of, I'm either really in the mood to play Two Point Hospital, or I've sometimes loaded up and just decided, now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, because it, I mean, ultimately it kind of boils down, and especially if you get into a scenario and stuff just isn't working out for you, you know, um, it, it is kind of interesting because it, 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 sometimes it will play a little bit like, um, like I can be really tanking and just like all of my funds are drying up. I'm not making a lot of money from curing people. Uh, but then I'll change something like I'll find out like, oh, yeah, I've got kind of a bottleneck in my psychology uh, capacity or whatever. And so then I'll add another one and suddenly I'm just making like fist loads of money or something like that. But if you're not doing well, the game doesn't really the game doesn't end for you. I mean, sometimes there's those death spirals where you just can't do anything. It does not do that, but you, you can... Sometimes I'll just find myself coming back to one of my old maps. Because, uh, like I was saying, you know, you've got those three stars. You could choose to leave at any time. Once you've got your one star, technically you've passed that scenario, mm -hmm. and you can zoom back out to the overworld and say, okay, I just want to try the next hospital. But every once in a while, I'll either come back to one of my scenarios, and I'll be like, oh, this... Or, or sometimes I'll just take a look at one of the new scenarios, one of the new maps, and it's like, okay, now they've got this thing divided into like this weird U shape, and I've got these two wings, and I just don't want to deal with the real estate management right now, or whatever. Right. And so, so sometimes that will come up, but once you kind of get into the groove with it, and once you're like, okay, I need to hire some guy, I know exactly what I need to do, um, you know, I've got this over here, I've got a new disease that I'm dealing with, uh, you know, I've, I've got everything I need. Sometimes you just kind of get into a flow and you go with it and it works really well and it really is uh, a lot of fun. And like I said, uh, a lot of cute little humor in it. Um, you know, uh, Two Point Studios was picked up by Sega, I believe, uh, a couple years ago. And uh, some of the little add-on accessories and little uh, cosmetic things that you can add, include. I, I just kind of noticed that there was a, it was called a space mat, like a little rug, and it had <laughs> the endless space uh, logo, kind of that interlacing weavy white oh, cool. thing for yeah. endless space. So they, you know, they kind of little winks to other Sega divisions or other studios within the Sega fold, 
and um, you know it's just it's just kind of fun and cute and it has just kind of a wacky little sense of humor the patient names are funny the illnesses are kind of cute they're all animated in a particular way the the way to cure them is funny I mean there's a whole there's this whole psychological thing where uh, different patients come in thinking that they are Freddie Mercury or um, I mean there's a Portis head one and everyone comes in kind of like bald and kind of mopey looking and <laughs> and um, uh, you know just uh, there's there's a Saturday night fever reference and guys come in like walking all weird like John Travolta in his polyester suit um, it's nice. it, it 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 has the very very British flavor and uh, and I can really appreciate that and I have had a lot of fun with Two Point Hospital. Uh, I was looking here and as far as I know, it's been on PC for a couple years. I thought it was I thought it was more recent than that, but according to sources on this GA, uh, apparently it's going to be coming out on consoles this year if it hasn't already. I don't I don't believe it has yet. Uh, but PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch are going to get Two Point Hospital and um, if you have any experience playing old kind of business simulator games of this sort uh, if what I've described to you sounds uh, you know fun or if you like the idea of kind of a, a cute little um, you know just a cute little uh, business sim of some kind uh, I can definitely recommend Two Point Hospital for that excellent Folks, I am also going to recommend to you the Game Bite Show podcast. Of course, you finished listening to this episode, but we are planning another one already. In just a few days, we are going to be back to talk to you about the news and the new releases and a special topic of discussion in the world of video games. So please stay tuned for that. Um, if you are interested in streaming, of course, you can find us over at twitch.tv slash Show as well. We're streaming there once a week. If you have any comments about the games that we've talked to you about today, whether it's XCOM Chimera Squad, Two Point Hospital, uh, or if you have some, maybe you have some more uh, action to throw at us. Come find us on social media for that. You can find us on SM at Gamebyte Show on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. And I am at Count Elmdor. Find our missing host for the evening, Legrand Jolly, is at Legrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D-E. And as I mentioned, twitch.tv, uh, you can find Jared Redeye Dunn at R-E-D underscore I. He's the one over there streaming uh, once or sometimes twice a week. You can also find our website, GameBiteShow.com. You can find the back catalog of all of our podcasts there, as well as a link to our Discord. Lots of stuff going on there, as always. Uh, we've been chattering a lot lately about things like Animal Crossing or different uh, musical artists or uh, just all kinds of stuff. There's a, there's a little bit of more uh, extemporaneous material there for you on our Discord, and we invite you to come join us there and say hi. Uh, we'd love to get to know you. Uh, but, uh, of course, if you are more of the podcast listening type, we'll be back to fulfill that need in just a few days, so look forward to that. But until then, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Be seeing you. CYA. CYA.